This is the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for the Baylor Bears. A lot of things we want to uh, touch on with you. We appreciate your time. Uh, know that you are really busy during this time, and folks may find that a little bit surprising, but you really are busy. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on. Yeah, I mean, I am as busy as, you know, um, as if we were, you know, in normal circumstances. The John Morris Show is also brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Marineland Boating Center, Loop 340 and I-35 South in Waco, and on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. You know, it's probably a, a different type of busy, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of it spent, uh, you know, um, how do we continue to conduct business during unprecedented times and make plans, you know, for, for things that, that, you know, really are uncertain. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. You know, I'm trying to get into this rhythm of really working from home on Tuesdays and Thursdays and then coming in, you know, Mondays and, and Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, it's it's really hard not to come in just because of the type of work and, and just some of the resources and, and things that, that I need here in the office. But, um, you know, that's that's been the rhythm and it's and it's been working, um, you know, fairly well. Now, from the Petty Clinic Low-T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, and welcome John Morris Show on this Monday morning. Glad you're with us. Uh, sheltered in here in the front study of our home in Hewitt. Q is in the studio making things work for us, and uh, Mac Rhodes in the open. We'll hear from Mac coming up in just a bit, uh, the podcast with Mac Rhodes, we told you about last week. We got that recorded, got it pushed out yesterday. So I let you hear a portion of that, and uh, it is available. The entire podcast is available on the Baylor website. Uh, I, I think I think I can say this with a uh, uh, great deal of certainty that it's pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, you could find this one. Just search Mac Rhodes, search Baylor Athletics. The name of it is the Sikkim Podcast, so it's out there. And, uh, again, we'll let you hear a portion of that coming up in the hour today. Welcome in. Glad you're with us on this Monday morning. Q, good morning to you remotely. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm here. I've been having a little uh, technical difficulties in the building this morning, but it's okay. We're going to work through it. It's a Monday, and that's how we do, you know? You said you're fighting with a printer, huh? Who's winning the fight so far? Well, I think the printer may be slightly ahead of me oh, right now, but <laughs> I have a lot of confidence that I'll bounce back and I'll, I'll win the, the fight at some point. I have great confidence in you <laughs> that you'll figure that, <laughs> figure that one out. Uh, that's one That's one thing that uh, kind of take for granted because being at home, you know, working remotely, working from home, I don't have a printer here at home. And there's not a lot of things that I need to print, but sometimes there are. And uh, like I had uh, uh, Linda there at the station print a couple of things for me last Friday, and I went by and picked them up. Uh, or if I do go to my office, I can 
certainly print there. But that's kind of a small thing, but it's it's one thing that I'm thinking, uh, you know, if this uh, goes on uh, much longer, I may need to invest in a printer for here at home. Well, that's the thing. I mean, depending on how long this thing goes on and, and the more and more you have to do from home, yeah, I mean, the more stuff and supplies that you will actually need. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times that, that I, I think about a printer and I'm at home and I'm working on something. I was like, oh, man, I got to go to the station and print something right. out real quick. And <laughs> the good thing for me is it takes me about five minutes to get from the house to the station. Right. So I, I can do that every once in a while. But, yeah, man, that's a that's one of those luxuries that you like to have at home if you can have it. So, yeah, there yep, you go. That's true. And and so for me, it's a lot more just uh, reading things off my phone or off my tablet in, instead of actually printing them out and having printed copy in front of me. But uh, uh, that's one thing that, that has been a little bit different. Uh, it's amazing how many things you can do. Uh, like read right off your phone uh, <laughs> right. and never really have to print, uh, you know, but if I was sitting in my office, I probably would have called it up, printed it and had that copy in front of me. But uh, I guess you just adjust and, and make it work. Yeah, you got to do the best you can. And it is crazy how much stuff that you could actually do with your phone and how much it's more than just a phone. I mean, it's, you know, it's your source of your emails. Like you said, you could read a lot of things. You can access the Internet. I mean, you could do so much on on your phone that it's almost a one-stop shop. But every once in a while, it is nice to have that that paper copy in front of you as well. Yep, yep, very true. Hope everyone had a great and safe Easter weekend. Uh, man, was that beautiful weather yesterday after the storms on Saturday night. Uh, you didn't have any uh, issues with the, any storm damage or anything Saturday, did you? No, I didn't. And it's funny because on Saturday morning, uh, I had anticipated it going to rain all day Saturday. I, I right. heard a lot of people tell me it was going to rain all day. So I got up really early Saturday morning and did all the yard work thinking I have to beat the rain. And it never rained. So all day Saturday. I was like, man, where is this rain? Where is this rain? And so I kept complaining about it because I didn't turn my sprinklers on after I mowed the lawns and everything. I just said, well, the rain will get it. And man, and then all of a sudden, like in the middle of the night or three, four, five o'clock in the morning, it is storming. I mean, it was crazy storming to the point where it woke me up and I said, well, I guess I complained about it enough. There it is. And so, yeah, it was, it was major windy, rainy. I mean, it was, it was a little scary at points. Yeah, and I was the same way on Saturday. I mowed on Friday and got it done Friday, but then Saturday uh, got up, walked the dog, and I thought, uh, you know, this may be the only chance for a walk today was on Saturday morning because all the weather forecast said, you know, 90% chance of rain. It's going to come start about noon and, you know, rain the rest of the day. But, man, it never happened. I mean, no. it never rained until, uh, I guess, late uh, late Saturday night was the first time it rained. As for, for me, it was. I mean, I was already in bed before it ever rained as far as yeah. I was concerned. Concern. So it, it really took me uh, by surprise that when it was coming down, but when it came down, man, it came down in in, in a major way. Big time. Yeah, big time. Uh, overnight on Saturday, it woke me up at like uh, 510 on Sunday morning, lightning yep. and thunder. And I kind of looked out the window and said, yeah, it's it's pretty bad storm. I went right back to bed. <laughs> it didn't keep me up one bit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was that lightning was, a, I mean, it was, you want to talk about a light show. I mean, that right, was just right. uh, lights after lights after lights. I was like, man, this is, this is something. And I stayed up probably about 15 minutes, just kind of uh, monitoring it a little bit. And then I, I was like, you, I'm like, all right, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't keep me up <laughs> no, at all. Uh-uh. Man, and yesterday was just beautiful, 80 yeah, degrees and sunny. I mean, it was beautiful. And then uh, wind uh, came in out of the north and 
So it was 80 yesterday for the high. It was 39 when I walked the dogs this morning. So <laughs> pretty yeah, big difference. Very, very cold this morning when I left the house to come to the radio station. And yesterday, like you mentioned, it being a beautiful day, I was sitting around the house, me and the wife, and I was I kept saying, man, we got to do something because I got to work on something later on, and I, I'm not getting any energy right now. So we actually went outside and uh, washed our cars, both of our oh, cars. Nice. We did that on Sunday, and for some reason, I think that was all the energy I needed because after that, I was fired up the rest of the day. So uh, I guess it kind of got the blood flowing a little bit, and uh, you know, you just can't sit around and do nothing. So I uh, did that, and that worked out pretty well. Yeah, good day for that for sure uh, yesterday. And really today, I mean, it's cooler, and that wind is kind of cool, but a lot of sunshine, so really nice this morning also. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we're glad everybody's with us this morning. Hope you had a safe and uh, enjoyable Easter weekend. Uh, we were uh, separated from our family, you know, as everyone, most everyone is. Uh, talked to my dad up in uh, Garland yesterday by phone, and they were just home. And then we had uh, dinner here last night. We actually, uh, we actually got some takeout food and then split it between our families that we would normally like Megan and Ty and Art and Maddie would normally be here with us or we'd be somewhere together you know for an Easter right. lunch or dinner but uh, we got the food and we just kind of separated it out so uh, it worked fine MJ was out of town he's in Houston but uh, everybody uh, we, we made it work I mean and and have y'all done this Q or have you seen people that have done this kind of had a virtual meal together um, we connected with uh, uh, Ty and Megan uh, as they were having their meal and we were having ours here. We connected on <laughs> Zoom, and so we sort of had a meal together virtually. That's funny. No, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen anyone do that, but I can imagine that, and that's kind of where we're at, right? We're doing everything right. virtually. So, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'll tell you what, we did, a, we did take out as well, and I, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I, I just was like, yeah, just go ahead and – and go get some food, pick up some food, and all of a sudden the wife texts me and says, there is such a long line here. There's so many people. Oh, really? And I guess she was in a parking lot because when she drove up to, to pick up our food, they just said, we'll park anywhere. And she said the parking lot was packed. And I said, well, wow. then I realized, I was like, well, it is Easter Sunday, so there you go. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, have you noticed, we thought this over the weekend, some places, uh, restaurants are getting really good at this takeout, you know, taking your yep. orders either by phone or online, and then when you come, they'll, uh, you know, they've will they got a system in place where you either text where you are or call and let them know what spot you're in, and they bring it out to you. I mean, some of these places have adapted and are doing really well at that. Yeah, no, they are. They're, they're picking it up pretty quickly, and, I mean, that's what I guess they have to do to, to survive right now and, and just continue to keep business going as usual. So, yeah, they're doing a really, really good job of that. And, you know, I was thinking after all this is said and done, everything may start running even a little bit more smoothly right. smoothly you know when when they right. uh when they get back to kind of a little bit of normalcy because they've had to adapt like they are so yeah it's it could be a little blessing in disguise in the long run yeah that's a really good point but uh kudos to those folks who've you know adapted and uh, made it work and you know we would encourage everybody to support local uh restaurants and mm-hmm. help keep them going i know joe blanick's doing a great job he doesn't do you know he doesn't have caterings to go do right now so they're doing individual boxed meals and they're out, uh, and uh, they'll you can come meet them somewhere or go to where they are, and they've got it all boxed up and ready for you. The Baylor Club is doing these meals to go, 
and that's a really good setup. Mike Mosel said that they are number one in their group, uh, and it's a group of like 35 uh, club core restaurants uh, for doing the to-go meals. They are number one in that, so well done by the Baylor Club also. So that's just a couple to mention. There's a lot of others that are, are doing the same thing and doing really well. So kudos to them, and uh, great job making it work. All right, uh, we're off and running on this Monday morning. Do appreciate you being with us. John Morris and Q. We'll hear from Mac Rhodes coming up in just a bit. A portion of the podcast that Brooke Bednars and I did with Mac. We recorded it last Thursday. It's uh, out and up and available now to listen uh, to the entire thing, if you would like, from uh, Mac Rhodes, Baylor's athletic director. And we'll hear a portion of that coming up in just a bit. John Morris Show brought to you, as always, by Baylor University where lights shine bright. Also brought to you by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. And that's two for the Jayhawks at the end, but the Bears win by 12. Baylor's first win ever in Allen Fieldhouse. And the Bears, number four in the nation, impressive in a win over third-ranked Kansas on their home floor. Final score, Baylor 67, Kansas 55. And, John, this this Baylor team is the real deal. The home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN. Wake up, Waco, it's your financial update with the team from Lovett and Associates. Today we're here with Eric Lovett and Jeremy Mosick. Eric, many investors are familiar with the traditional financial model of asset allocation, but most are not familiar with the model that's more appropriate to get us through retirement, income allocation. Simply stated, income allocation is designating a portion of your assets to provide for your retirement income and then actually forming a plan to know exactly how this money will accomplish producing that income. It is the reason you saved putting in place a precise plan that gives you the confidence to retire. Jeremy, why is having an income allocation a specific advantage over the traditional accumulation and growth model? Income allocation sets forth a written structure to help meet income needs that we may have in retirement. When you've worked for 30, 40 years and you've accumulated this lump sum and you don't have a strategy for taking an income from it, that can lead you to deplete that a lot quicker than you might think. An income allocation plan is very important because we need to know how how much we need in retirement, and what is the most efficient way to generate that income using everything that we've worked so hard to save for. The paycheck is really the bottom line. That is your income plan prior to retirement. You know, your paycheck is what you look forward to, and how much is going into your 401k is the secondary thought. And that's what we want to help people do every single day is recreate that sustainable, predictable income in retirement and also take the risk of running out of money off the table. For your complimentary income allocation strategy design or to request your copy of the authoritative book, Income Allocation, pick up the phone and give Lovett and Associates a call. 254 6800. That's 254-870-6800. Security and advisory services offered through Satera Advisors, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC, a broker-dealer, and a registered investment advisor. Satera is under separate ownership from any other entity. Investments and securities do not offer a fixed rate of return. Principal yield and or share price will fluctuate with changes in market conditions, and when sold or redeemed, you may receive more or less than originally invested. No system or financial planning strategy can guarantee future results. Direct phone number to reach Lovett & Associates is 254-751-1256. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave DeRozier. I'm the general manager at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center in Waco. With the current situation, all non-essential businesses in Waco have been ordered to close. Automotive repair is considered an essential business, so we will be open to serve your needs. Here are a few things that we're doing to flatten the curve and to protect you and to protect us. 
We have a concierge service where we can come and pick your vehicle up and drop it back off at your home, and you can pay with credit card over the phone. Another option is you can drive up underneath our canopy and get straight into our shuttle, and we can drive you straight home. In addition, every vehicle that comes into our shop is getting sanitized prior to and after the repair, and we're putting a new pair of gloves on after each service. Our team at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center is here to help you in any way. Please call us. Thank you for your time and attention. Now more than ever, we all need the strongest immune system we can build. A healthy diet supported by the right vitamins and nutritional supplements may help enhance your immune system, specifically a comprehensive multivitamin and vitamin D. Dallas's own Cooper Clinic recommends vitamins to improve the quality and quantity of their patients' lives. When you use coupon code BOOST50 on coopercomplete.com, you'll get 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's BOOST50 at coopercomplete.com for 20% off and free shipping. Make Cooper Complete part of your daily vitamin regimen and boost that immune system. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. Brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Just Google uh, search Amanda Cunningham. Callwell Banker, that'll get you to her Facebook page, contact information, success stories, testimonials, and uh, all the great things that are going on with Amanda Cunningham, Callwell Banker, Apex Realtor, number one, the Callwell Banker Apex World, and she can help you if you're buying, selling, moving across the street, across the world. She's a global luxury specialist, and she can help you with uh, any of those deals. It's Amanda Cunningham, Callwell Banker, Apex Realtor. All right, back with us, John Morris and uh, Q, and Q in the studio. I am uh, sheltered in at home. We'll hear from Mac Rhodes coming up next segment. And Q, you and I talking during the break. Want to let people know we've got a new deal coming uh, starting this week. Uh, it'll be Wednesday evening here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, we had the idea of uh, re- relaunching our Baylor coaches shows. Now, um, we have done those uh, really completely from Rudy's, live from Rudy's in the past. We can't do that, but we can still hear from the coaches in this format. So we'll uh, figure out uh, either getting with them individually or recording it by phone, you know, depending on their their. Uh, you know, their level of uh, confidence in being out and being around some other people. Um, but we'll have our Baylor Coaches Show resuming this week. It's uh, it's going to be on Wednesdays for the time being. So Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. And we've got our first one uh, scheduled. It will be Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach and Todd Harbor, Baylor's track and field coach, and they will split the hour coming up this Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m., here on ESPN Central Texas. Well, that'll be fun. It's always good to, to hear from uh, from the coaches over there at Baylor, and uh, Coach Moore and Coach Harbor are really good uh, coaches, and they're good storytellers as well, so it'll be fun to hear what they got to say. 
Yep, yep. So that uh, will carry through. Uh, I think it's a plan to, to uh, do these for six weeks okay. uh, beginning this week. So over the next six weeks on Wednesdays, 6 to 7, we'll have our Baylor Coaches shows. Now, uh, don't go to Rudy's looking for us. <laughs> We're not there. You can't get in the doors, I don't think. Now, they'll meet you at the front door, and they'll uh, sell you whatever brisket and turkey and uh, sweet tea you'd like, but you can't go into Rudy's like other restaurants. So uh, be aware of that. Not not at Rudy's, but coaches show on the air, and uh, I think you'll enjoy hearing from all of our coaches. We'll uh, we'll rotate all of our head coaches of all sports through over the next six weeks. So that'll be fun to do and uh, another fun project. And, uh, again, a little bit different as we all uh, try to adapt and make things work uh, here in this time of sheltering in. So that begins uh, this week, this thir- this Wednesday, I'm sorry, Wednesday evening, 6 to 7 p.m. And we'll remind you about that as we lead into uh, the relaunch of our Baylor Coaches Show's here in the spring. I hate that we won't be at Rudy's. always loved uh, going there. You know, it's a great spot to host that. They did a great job of building that set there at Rudy's. And it's just fun, you know, the interaction uh, face-to-face with the fans that are there. Uh, And let me tell you, when Kim Mulkey was there or when folks knew she was going to be there for a coach's show, uh, folks would come at like 3 in the afternoon and start reserving seats. And by the time uh, she got there and we went on the air at 6, that place was packed to the gills. (laughs) So that was fun. You know, it's just good energy, good atmosphere when we could have it at Rudy's. But uh, this will be a good uh, uh, stand-in until hopefully in the fall we can get back to Rudy's and back to our coaches' shows there. Yeah, no, that was always a a real cool setting. And and like you mentioned, that that whole little setup that they have there in Rudy's. And, of course, you have the great food. And, I mean, you really can't go wrong. You get to listen to the coaches uh, talk, you know, just whatever. You just pick their brain. And and at the same time, you have a good meal. So, yeah, that was always fun. But hopefully sooner rather than later we'll be back at that uh, location. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, again, this Wednesday, a uh, relaunch of our Baylor Coaches shows. You can hear from Glenn Moore. You can hear from Todd Harbor coming up 6 to 7 on Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, take a break. Uh, when we come back, you can hear from Mac Rhodes, Baylor's athletic director. It's a portion of our uh, much longer podcast with Mac, but a portion of that when we come back. Hey, we're glad you're with us on this Monday morning. Stay with us. We'll be back with more in just a moment. John Morris Show will continue on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It is Coach Gene Stallings joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Junction comes up a lot. Bear Bryant, you know, some negative things have come out of that story. There's some incredibly positive stories. The only cute thing that happened at Junction, this was a Saturday night. Coach Bryant came in meeting with the team, and he said, Tomorrow is Sunday. How many of you guys like to go to church tomorrow? Mo, we all shot our hands up. <laughs> and he, he said, Troy, some of the minds are around. He said, Now, Troy, I want you to go down and get everybody's name that wants to go to church. And Coach Bryant looked at the list. Everybody was on except one player. And he said, Isn't this nice? Everybody want to go to church? We're going to go right after we practice. <laughs> we thought we were going to go to church instead of practice. It's the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox Monday through Fridays, 3 to 6. 
At Baylor University, students can shine in their own way. Or should we say their own ways? Because there's no limit to the ways Baylor students make the world a brighter place. Whether they're leading a student organization or following a higher calling, getting advice from faculty, or taking part in world-class research, pursuing their dreams, or working toward their dream job, students find their place to shine at Baylor, where lights shine bright. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Marineland Boating Center is the home of Crest Pontoons, powered by Mercury Outboards. Check out the fastest growing pontoon in America. Call or email Marineland Boating Center and a Marineland professional will safely meet you outside. You can also schedule virtual sales appointments via video chat, handle all the paperwork online, and they will deliver to you. Marineland Boating Center and Crest Pontoons, powered by Mercury Outboards. I-35 at Loop 340 South and at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, over Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 5. According to a report by D1 Baseball, the NCAA Division I Council is expected to discuss a one-time transfer waiver on April 24th and then vote on it May 20th. The report also states that the waiver would go into effect immediately, granting all first-time transfers immediate eligibility for the 2020-2021 season. Currently, 746 Division I men's basketball players are in the transfer portal, only 181 classified as grad transfers. Coming up today on Unnecessary Roughness with Ward White to me, Baylor football defensive line coach Dennis Johnson at 1230 and four Former Baylor defensive lineman and fullback K-Ron Johnson will join the show at 1.30 to talk about his new job as defensive coordinator with the Conroe Tigers. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is the John Morris Show. Proudly presented by Baylor University, where lights shine bright. You know, it's it's all of our concern, right? Is uh, is just staying connected with our student athletes. Um, you know, we we have so many of them. You know, 500 plus student athletes that that went home, wherever that may be for for them. I think the, the latest count is we had 107 student athletes here in the Waco area. 17 of those are Waco residents. So, you know, really 90 that, you know, are from other places that that have stayed here for any given reason. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us on this Monday morning, that's Mac Rhodes, Baylor's Director of Athletics. Again, uh, part of a longer uh, podcast that is available. Check it out. 
on uh, BaylorBears.com slash podcast or anywhere you download your podcast. You enjoy hearing from Mac on a number of topics, uh, really wide-ranging, fun to visit with him, uh, really uh, tough to nail him down. He really is busy with uh, so many things going on, you know, not in the normal way in the office, but uh, just so many uh, abnormal things, you know, that need to be addressed and handled uh, in, in the athletic department, you know, and with our student-athletes. And let me make this point. Max says, uh, said several times, you know, the number one concern is the health and the safety and the welfare of our student-athletes, and he means that. I mean, he, he says that in the podcast a number of times, and that is absolutely true. So, um, you know, he's got the student-athletes first and foremost uh, in his mind and their health and safety. Uh, but here is a portion of that podcast with Mac, and we begin just by saying, uh, hey, how, how's life for you these days? How busy are you during this sheltering-in coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, I am as busy as, you know, um, as if we were, you know, in normal circumstances. And, uh, you know, it's probably a a different type of busy, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of it spent, uh, you know, um, how do we continue to conduct business during unprecedented times and make plans, you know, for for things that, that, you know, really are uncertain and at this point in time. So um, just a lot of time spent, a lot of communication, right? I think um, during crisis, um, the best thing that you can do is is probably over-communicate. And, uh, you know, that that certainly takes a lot of time and a lot of planning. So um, staying busy and, um, and, uh, and, and it's a good busy. I know people are probably wondering, but what is your current day-to-day kind of looking like? Yeah, so you know, I uh, I try to stay away from the office as as best as possible, and and try to lead by example, which um, I always don't do uh, do a great job of. So, you know, I'm trying to get into this rhythm of really working from home on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then coming in, you know, Mondays and, and Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, it's it's really hard not to come in just because of the type of work and and just some of the resources and, and things that that I need here in the office. But um, you know that's that's been the rhythm and it's and it's been working um, you know fairly well. So um, you know I uh, it, it's it's interesting because you you really don't realize how much you miss people until they're they're not around right and just and just the socializing just to be able to see them face to face you know it's different than than you know still conversing over zoom or or microsoft teams right um and so uh you, you miss that connection or i find myself missing that connection what unfortunately you've had some experience in in dealing and working through crises crisis situations in the past what are some some things you've been through that maybe you can draw upon now that we're going through this yeah you know i think every crisis that that i've been through it it's been unique uh, but there's always some guiding principles you know we we went through a period of time at uh the University of Houston, where um, you know we we had a death in in our in uh, one of our head coaches um, had an unfortunate and untimely death, and and we had some really financial crisis there where we had to undergo furloughs and those things, and then 
you know, Missouri well documented, you know, all the, the, the race issues on, on campus and, and boycott of, uh, or, or threatened boycott because it never happened of the, of the football team. And then, you know, you think about when I, I first arrived here at Baylor, um, you know, just really a divided family. And, uh, so have been, been through a lot and, and, and others. And I think, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of guiding principles, I always, um, it, Think about, you know, getting back to basics, getting back to fundamentals, right? At the end of the day, um, we, we need to get back to, to our roots and, and, and to those fundamentals. And, and, um, and again, talking about just the over-communication, right? And, and just making sure that you don't have a bunch of different voices speaking into it, right? There, there has to be more than ever uh, a hierarchy, and, uh, and that doesn't, you know, it comes across. I think if if people are listening, maybe a little bit self-serving, um, but you can't have eight, ten people uh, in control, ten different voices, right? Um, you you have to have this this hierarchy of communica- uh, communication structure, right? Now, you know, uh, at the top, you, you better be doing a, a terrific job of of reaching out and listening and and. Uh, and uh, asking for input, right, that, that you're not making decisions, formulating decisions in a vacuum, that you're doing it, you know, collaboratively. And, and uh, we're continuing to do that. You know, the executive team is, is continuing to, to meet regularly uh, at least once a week, if, if not more. Um, our our uh, what we'd call our executive team with our sport program administrators uh, who – touch our, our sport programs, you know, on a daily basis, we're, we're meeting with them, uh, at least on a weekly basis. And then, um, we're also providing weekly communication, uh, touching base with what we call our leadership team, which is our executive team, our sport program administrators and our head coaches. And, you know, I'm trying to find time as well to, to call each head coach and just touch base and make sure that, uh, that they're doing okay. So, um, you know, those are the things that, you know, at least fundamentally um, as you go through crisis that uh, that you think about. What are some of those conversations with our head coaches across the board? What are they kind of been touching on? What's their maybe biggest concern right now? I think, you know, it's it's all of our concern, right, is um, is just staying connected with our student athletes. Um, you know, we, we have so many of them, you know, 500 plus student athletes that, that went home wherever that may be for, for them. I think the, the latest count is we had 107 student athletes here in the Waco area. 17 of those are Waco residents. Um, so, you know, really 90 that, you know, are from other places that, that have stayed here for any given reason. But, um, so, um, and even even those that are in the Waco area, because you know we're we're shut down, right? You still have to find a way to communicate with them as well. And so so really, that's that's been the number one concern is is how do we how do we stay connected? Is how do we you know help to put some structure uh, in place for them? You know, if you're a student athlete, there is so much structure, right? You think about their day. And there's not a lot of free time, right? There is there is a an appointment for almost every every hour of the day, whether it's something, you know, academically related, 
classes, tutoring appointments, right? Uh, those those items, whether it's character formation items, whether it's you know practice, right? Film review, right? Skill development, strength and, and conditioning, right? And all of a sudden now they go home and none of that structure is in place, right? And uh, and so again trying to trying to stay connected to them and and uh, and I know this is a, a really long answer but but you worry about the mental health piece and uh, and so I think collectively that's that's been a lot of our conversation and how do we move forward what does that structure look like you know the big 12 announced its athletics uh, or its activities policy that uh, is in place up through May 31st and so again talking about you know, what that looks like with uh, with each of our head coaches. What about from a Big 12 level, uh, you as athletic directors around the league, and I understand, am I right, you're the chairman of that uh, of that group. Uh, what are those conversations like right now? Yeah, so we are, we are uh, you know, meeting weekly, virtually, um, every Tuesday. And, uh, you know, I think early on we spent a lot of uh, dialogue and um, in conversation, just talking into, speaking into this activities policy. You know, what what can we or can't we do with our student athletes moving forward? What's acceptable virtually? Um, what can we do from a nutritional standpoint? What can we send nutritional supplements? Does that? And you think it's crazy, but it's down to all of those details. Can we? Can we send food items? Can we not send food items? Is it just protein powders? You know, what are what are we doing to make sure that we're still taking care of of them? You know, what can we do from a uh, from a physical training standpoint? You know, what can we send to them? Right? Um, you know, all of those different things, and and trying to you know have a, a sense of uniformity throughout the the conference, and then you know also trying to do it throughout you know, just intercollegiate athletics. And so a lot of conversation amongst the, the A5, the Autonomous Five conferences as to what might this uniformity look like and, and so that we can try to keep everybody on a, on a level playing field. And so a lot of that, um, a, a lot of it has been about that, com- you know, about that piece of it. And then um, and then we're beginning to, to, to start to have conversation about, about football and um and the return of football, and uh, you know the, the the conversation right now, I think from a national standpoint, is is as it pertains to intercollegiate athletics, is dominated by football, and uh, it's it's because it's such a big part, a huge part of of uh, of every athletic department in terms of in terms of revenue, right? And uh, and so uh, I don't know that there's there's very many of us, in fact. You know, I was I was speaking to a group earlier today that there's literally probably you know five a handful you know maybe is a better way to say it a handful of the 129 130 FBS programs out there that that have enough cash reserve that they could withstand not having a football season. Mm. Everybody else wow. is is really dependent upon you know the TV revenue derived from it the the ticket money derived from it the sponsorship money derived from it um the licensing that's tied to it the concessions you know all of those things and so really really important that we we 
find a way to to play a football season. Not sure exactly what that looks like today, and and obviously to to be able to do it in a very safe manner, right? So um, again, that's that's where our conversations are, are leading right now, and and um, and uh, we're spending or beginning to spend a lot of time talking about that. That's Mac Rhodes, Baylor's director of athletics, and again, uh, just a portion, kind of a small uh, segment of a longer podcast with Mac. Uh, I neglected to mention Brooke Bednars from Baylor Vision, and I uh, hosted the podcast with Mac, and it's available uh, on the Baylor website, uh, wherever you might find podcasts. Check it out, and there's more. And Huey mentioned there, one of the last things uh, in that segment was talking about football and looking ahead to football. We spent a whole segment talking about that because that is a huge question. And, uh, you know, there are right now they're just throwing out ideas, you know, throwing out possibilities of what, uh, you know, the fall, what football might look like for college football this this fall. Right. And the thing about it is there's so much conversation right now based around college football and, and what these different schools, you know, are, are doing or are looking to do or trying to do. And, uh, you know, some people think that the conversation may be, you know, insensitive because of what's going on. But at the same time, what Mac just said at the end, so many schools, so many programs across the country depend on football. They depend right. on it to, to, to make it, you know, just to survive. And so uh, it's not an insensitivity. It's just a thing about the, the fact that, you know, the, the truth of the matter is football is needed in a major way. And so yeah. I, I found that to be really, really interesting. I'm sure the rest of his conversation about the football uh, department and the program was very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a long, long uh, segment about that. And you think, you know, if you think schools weren't hurt by um, – you know, no Big 12 tournament mm-hmm. and then no NCAA tournament. If you talk about no football right. and the revenue that would be lost there, I mean, that would be uh, it'd be a killing blow for a lot of schools. It really would. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna do it uh, in the right way. And, again, uh, like Max said many times, and I mentioned uh, the health and safety and welfare of the student athletes and the fans, you know, right. is going to be uh, of utmost importance. But they're going to find a way or try to find a way to uh, to have football. Uh, and I say football in the fall, but, you know, some of the ideas that are out there are like, uh, uh, and Mac mentions this in the podcast, uh, starting the season in October, uh, playing only a conference schedule of games. Uh, playing in January, you know, starting football in January. So there's, you know, there's there's lots of right now. They're just ideas and just possibilities and just throwing things out there. But uh, those are some of the conversations that Mac uh, talks about that uh, they are having about uh, finding a way to have a college football season. I think the most important part of that whole part of conversation is the fact that they are having conversations. Right, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're still there talking about the different scenarios that they can do to have it instead of just saying, well, this is not going to work. You know what right. I mean? So that's the positive out of all of it is that at least the, the powers that be feel like there's a way to get it done. Yeah, and a lot of smart people, you know, are, mm-hmm. are talking about this, and they'll, they'll, you know, I think they'll work out something. So uh, remains to be seen exactly what uh, shape or form that'll be in. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. We're glad you're with us, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. Brought to you by Marineland Boating Center. They're at I-35 and Loop 340 South. Now, they are uh, conducting business a little bit different like uh, like all of us are right now. In these days of social distancing, you can uh, still make contact with, with Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoons. 
powered by Mercury Outboards. What you can do is uh, you can uh, schedule a virtual sales appointment via video chat. You can handle all the paperwork online, and they will deliver to you whatever you purchase. So that is a possibility. Uh, you can email Marineland Boating Center, and a Marineland uh, professional will safely meet you outside. Uh, so you don't even have to go into their building, call or email. The number is 254-662-0676. And this is Marineland Boating Center. They're on the web at marinelandwacoyamaha.com. 37 years of making memories. Marineland Boating Center and Crest Pontoons. Powered by Mercury Outboards. Person with the rebound, three seconds, two seconds, one second. They will play it out, and the Lady Bears can now celebrate. It's celebration time for the clinching the Big 12 title outright. And now the Lady Bears will celebrate their 10th consecutive Big 12 regular season title, cut down the nets. The home for Lady Bear basketball. ESPN Central Texas. At Baylor University, students find their place to shine. They're faithful friends and inspirational leaders. They're championship teammates and independent thinkers. They're on the cutting edge of high tech and in the halls of history. If you want to make the world a brighter place, you can. And if you want to shine in your own way, you can. The spark you need is already inside you. Bring it to Baylor where lights shine bright. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave DeRozier. I'm the general manager at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center in Waco. With the current situation, all non-essential businesses in Waco have been ordered to close. Automotive repair is considered an essential business, so we will be open to serve your needs. Here are a few things that we're doing to flatten the curve and to protect you and to protect us. We have a concierge service where we can come and pick your vehicle up and drop it back off at your home, and you can pay with credit card over the phone. Another option is you can drive up underneath our canopy and get straight into our shuttle, and we can drive you straight home. In addition, every vehicle that comes into our shop is getting sanitized prior to and after the repair, and we're putting a new pair of gloves on after each service. Our team at Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center is here to help you in any way Please call us. Thank you for your time and attention. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. According to a report by D1 Baseball, the NCAA Division I Council is expected to discuss a one-time transfer waiver on April 24th and then vote on it May 20th. The report also states that the waiver would go into effect immediately, granting all first-time transfers immediate eligibility for the 2020-2021 season. Currently, 746 Division I men's basketball 
players are in the transfer portal. Only 181 classified as grad transfers. Coming up today on Unnecessary Roughness with Ward White and me, Baylor football defensive line coach Dennis Johnson at 1230, and former Baylor defensive lineman and fullback K-Ron Johnson will join the show at 130 to talk about his new job as defensive coordinator with the Conroe Tigers. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. For this final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. John Morris sheltered in at home in Hewitt. Q in the studio. And uh, Q, we heard in your sports center uh, some of what you got coming up between noon and 3. Tell us what's coming up with you, Ward, and Steven on Unnecessary Roughness. Yeah, well, we try to keep as busy as possible on the show, so uh, that's, that's what we got lined up. Uh, Dennis Johnson is excited to talk about him, new Baylor defensive line coach, and, you know, kind of feel for the, the, the coaching staff because they are all new and, and they're all trying to get acclimated, and obviously this is not ideal, uh, you know, circumstances that they're dealing with right now, but uh, excited to, to, to talk to him and, and kind of pick his brain on, you know, what, what his defensive line uh, philosophies are. There's a lot of D linemen going from a uh, LSU into the NFL this this year and the draft is upcoming so uh, you know that should be exciting just to kind of hear uh, his philosophies and how he coaches these guys up so just gonna gonna uh, pick his brain about that and then a uh, former Baylor defensive lineman I'm sure you remember uh, Karon Johnson he's gonna yeah. he's gonna join the show at 1:30. he's now the defensive coordinator of the Conroe Tigers and uh, I saw that tweet on Friday congratulating him on the job and so I kind of did a little bit of digging and uh, found a way to reach out to him and so uh, yeah he's gonna join the show to talk all things, uh, you know, what he's got coming up as defensive coordinator there at Conroe. And then obviously kind of talk about his time at Baylor as well. And his, his career got cut short because of a back surgery and uh, he wasn't able to continue. But just interested to, to talk to him. Then uh, at 2 o'clock, uh, Vic Tafer from The Athletics, he'll join the show to talk, uh, talk Raiders and pick number 12 on the NFL draft. We've been doing our ESPN Central Texas mock draft, so we're up to pick number 12. Uh, we'll talk with Vic Tafer at 2 p.m. And then I have not figured out what guest it's going to be, but at 2.30 we'll have a 49ers guest uh, for pick number 13. <laughs> but it's still to, to be determined who exactly it's going to be. So there you go. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. That's great. So you're going uh, team by team for the draft, right? Right. To to get their picks. Yeah, in the order of what it is in the draft. So we've gotten one through 11 so far, but uh, now that we're only uh, about 10 days away, I got to kind of double up and do, you know, at least two a day to, to get to get them all done by the time the draft kicks on the 23rd. Yeah, the 23rd, 10 days away. Right. That's right. So that'll be fun. Don't you think? I've, I've been noticing on ESPN Radio uh, National that they're just promoting the heck out of the draft, I think because, you know, they have something that people will want to uh, tune into. Right, exactly. And so it's going to be one of those, such a different scenario. We've never seen a draft like this before. Uh, clearly, it's going to be the most watched draft ever just because, uh, you know, yeah, you have right. no options. You know, there's no, no choice that you can't be there. So just for everyone to to watch it on television and then also see how they incorporate everything virtually like i saw today roger goodell the commissioner is actually going to announce the picks from his basement in new york and uh yeah and then there's going to be like i think they're going to have virtually they said 15 fans will be 
placed virtually behind him for whatever team. So if it's the Cowboys, it'll be 15 Cowboy fans behind him while he's announcing the pick. And so I said, well, it's not official if nobody's booing him because they always always boo him. So (laughs) he's got to find a way to virtually incorporate the booing or else it's not going to be real. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point. I wonder if they'll they'll make that work. (laughs) At least once. They got to do it at least once just to have some fun with it. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be pretty good. It'd show that he has a sense of humor. Right, exactly. (laughs) If they do that. (laughs) So that's coming up uh, April 23rd, and uh, closest we've had to to live sports, really, is this this NFL draft that's coming up. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I told you last week that I was going to watch that ESPN, that that horse event that they were going to have on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be excited by that. Well, I was not. (laughs) No. That was a no go for me, J Mo. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it again. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't appointment television for me. So. Well, I'll tell you, I ended up watching. I, I watched about five, maybe ten minutes of it, and realized that that was not my bag, and I didn't want to watch that. So I flipped back on, I believe, ESPNU, and they were showing the Sugar Bowl again. And obviously, the Sugar Bowl was not the go. outcome that Baylor fans wanted. But I much rather watched the Sugar Bowl again than watch um, that <laughs> that horse event. That was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, so that's what we have. Uh, you got the NFL draft to look forward to. It's yes. uh, not far away. It's 10 days away, April 23rd through the 25th, and it will be done uh, differently than it has ever been done before. Uh, this is kind of like it's kind of like throwing it back old school, you know, with the way they're yep. doing the draft. I mean, it's modern technology, but it's sort of old school. So I, I may have told you this before, uh, Q, but uh, I remember one year when I was at Channel 10, we were covering the draft, and it was it, it was it Billy Glass or Bobby Glass? can't remember which one. One of those guys, an offensive lineman for Baylor, was the guy that everybody sort of thought would be the first Baylor person picked in the draft. And so what we had, I mean, there was no ESPN coverage right. i think there was no espn at that no there was there was espn but they weren't doing the draft but uh so we kind of uh, contacted him and said hey can we camp out with you and when you get the call you know we'll get the video and then do an interview and everything he said yeah sure come on so we went to his apartment down by baylor and it was one of those days and you know how this happens sometimes where you're there early and you sit and you wait and <laughs> right. wait and wait. And I can't remember what round he was drafted in. And and what, all we had to watch was, it seems like we had something on TV like a bottom line scroll. Oh, wow. But, but And maybe, maybe that was ESPN. Maybe that's the way they covered it was just a scroll on the bottom of the screen. I mean, it wasn't full-time coverage of the draft. So that was it. So, man, that was a long day sitting there with him and waiting for that call to come. It finally did, and we got it. But it was like – and I can't remember. It's been a long time ago. I can't remember how long we were actually there. But uh, that was uh, kind of the old-school way of covering the draft, at least from a local level, was just to camp out with this guy at his apartment and wait till he got the phone call. Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's, – 
that's a long I bet you that was a really long day and uh, long that's day. man that's that's a that's funny how far it's come from there you know now it's yeah. a big to do yeah. and everyone is it's on every network and you know it's just a big show now but it, it before it wasn't you know John McClain tells us that all the time that hey this isn't going to be much different than it was back in the day when guys and teams just kind of gathered all in one convention center and just went yeah. through the picks real quick boom 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 and and <laughs> called it a day and now it's a big you know it's a big show but it wasn't like that before but this was still have the show feel to it it just won't be uh exactly like it is every year that's true yep that's true all right so nfl draft something to look forward to on the uh on the near horizon close horizon 10 days away let me mention some uh birthdays today uh today's amy armstrong's birthday amy is uh uh, Associate Vice President for Alumni Engagement at Baylor. So happy birthday to uh, to Amy today, working remotely, I'm sure. Danny Prince is a big uh, Baylor guy. Today is Danny's birthday. He lives in... Uh he lives in Dallas, I think, in the Dallas area. Uh, Susan Vick uh, out here in Hewitt. Today is Susan's birthday. Uh, Dr. Jim uh, Mo Moshinsky, uh, his birthday is today. Happy birthday to uh, Dr. Mo. Um, Mike Erlinson's birthday. Carol Fitzgerald of the uh, Fitzgerald Lawn uh, Service uh, Empire. Today is Carol's birthday. Uh, going back uh, one time. I think I'm right in this. I think he was a Baylor yell leader during his time at Baylor. So uh, happy birthday to uh, Carol Fitzgerald. Uh, anybody else? Diane uh, McFeeters. Today's Diane's birthday over in Tyler. And that's all I have for today. So happy birthday to those folks. Hope you have a great and uh, safe birthday. Janet Robertson's birthday today as well. Janet is retired but worked for many years with uh, Coach Taft at the American Football Coaches Association. So happy birthday to Janet Robertson today as well. All right, that's our time. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, let you know that uh, Q and Ward and Stephen will be back with Unnecessary Roughness. That's noon to 3 today here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox on the Matt Mosley Show 3 to 6 here on ESPN Central Texas this afternoon as well. So uh, tune in for those and more coming up today. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Thanks for being with us, Q. Thanks for making it work. Really appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow, and have a great and safe, sheltered-in day today. Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 here on ESPN Central Texas. Today's official announcement is that we are now a volleyball school. Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. What is your go-to?